outside of a lighthouse. whips at his face, scraping, unforgiving, like lashes from a galleon ship. The night laughs mockingly, opening almost closed wounds from two sunrises ago. And the wind chills his very bones, beckoning him to just jump. It would be so easy to just jump in and end it all. A crow laughs and caws like a knife to his spirit. Ha ha! Ha ha! Of course, it's desolate. Of course, it's lonely. It's a lighthouse. He's chosen to be here. He's chosen to abstract himself away from humanity. He is guilty. And he's condemned himself to this life. Or, perhaps, to death, as he stares into the sea, he's drawn to the depths. He wants to end it all, but there's even more guilt there. Now he will, he will fulfill his duties as a lighthouse keeper for as long as he can. And then he'll call for a replacement before he jumps. A shanty chanty mermaid sigh, sigh a waterfall down, sunrise, sunset, the waves along, the cold, the wet. Shanty, shanty, mermaid sigh. The siren sings. She'll take your life. The almost indigo black swirling vortex of the ocean beneath his feet 
still beckons like an endless milky way to just jump. But guilt's a funny thing. It keeps you here. And as he sits on the wet black rock, he likes the thrill of something more permanent. Because permanence is never guaranteed. But permanence here means that perhaps the memory of what he did may not last. No, no, he shakes his head and the wind draws wet from his eyes because he did do what he did. But the wind will silence us thump of his heart against his chest the wind will call it away won't it the endless black pool beckoning constantly permanence would it really be permanence or is there something beyond this? Must he suffer endlessly no matter what he does? There is no atoning for what he did to her. There is no making it right. But perhaps, perhaps there's the permanent end he can feel it in his gut he can feel that permanence calling him then this this flighty world would not keep swirling around him like the wind and the crow and the drops of water and all of this it would just be permanent nothingness. The sighs below, they start to swell. They pick a pace, they pick up. They pick a pace, they pick up. They pick a pace, they pick up, they pick a pace, they pick up, and the waves begin to churn. They churn, they swirl, they churn, they swirl, they know his guilt, they know the way, the way below, the way below, they come up away, away, he sees below and sees his soul, he knows it's a long way to go. And so as he looks down, the upside-down smile looks like a frown. And she says, my dear, reach out to me. The indigo changes to a gray, then a yellow as the third sun rises. A distant sound, a rumble, no, a growl. His stomach is growling. How can somebody possibly be hungry? 
how on earth can his stomach be hurting after what he did? He rotted it with rye and barley for such a long time since he pushed her over the ledge. And she mocks him. She changes his eyes. She fills his ears with her siren call from the water every night. But he's made it to another sunrise in one piece, maybe. And as the light grows around him and his stomach pulls him in another direction, he remembers, he remembers that she will always be here, calling to him. That in itself is a kind of stability, the ability for him to snuff himself out is a constant that keeps him stable, that keeps him here. Yes, he will nourish the body and survive one more day. One more day, darling.